there, it's me, your money. And welcome to Tandia Talks Money. They say money talks, and it is true, I do. And I also like to work hard. They say it builds character, but it also builds TFSAs and RRSPs, which is why every week Tandia will share new ideas, tips, and wisdom from Tandia's finest to help you get to where you want to go. You know, with a little help from me, of course. Like, who else? We're starting right with the 90s hits this week. Diving right in. Now, we had totally forgotten about this song and maybe the artist, but these words, they just, they hit home this third week of January. So I'm just going to read them out because essentially he reads them out. Maybe I'll sing a part of the chorus for you and you can connect what song it is. You could say I lost my faith in science and progress. You could say I lost my belief in the Holy Church. You could say I lost my sense of direction. Yes, you could say all of this and worse. But if I ever lose my faith in you, there would be nothing left for me to do. Now I am sure Sting is not singing about finances and Blue Monday. But guys, like this song just seems so right and just felt so fitting. Well, maybe at least everyone in Ontario right now you may be feeling like you've lost a little faith. 2022, come on, you are supposed to be better. But as we talk, or rather, I sing about losing my faith, it is important more than ever right now to keep some faith alive. Because Sting said, keep some faith alive. Because Sting said, get it? Sing? Get what I did there? No police fans no okay anyways that was awkward but if i ever lost my faith there would be nothing left for me to do so hold on to those hats people january can always feel a little overwhelming in general especially when it comes to finances to top it off i know it's blue monday today and professionals have literally coined this the most depressing day of the year but we're here your banking BFF to make this a little less blue. If you've been listening along with us since October, and if you haven't, then hi, welcome, and go catch up. But you know we try to focus each episode around your mindset with money, your relationship with it, and ultimately how we are making it relatable for you. So how can we cheer you up, Buttercup? Because I'm going to admit that Blue Monday does have some truth to it. Because let's be frank, Mondays suck in general. And really, any Monday in January sucks. But we think that a positive outlook on the matter can help bring you the remedy that you're looking for. So I know we can't wave a magic wand, but some financial changes or a little bit of understanding of concepts can give you the boost of positive that you're after. We have talked about savings and budgeting and debt repayment strategies resolutions, they all help towards your financial health. But one area we haven't hit and is always a smart move and it ties into so much of your financial stress you carry is improving and or understanding your credit score. 
this could be a great way to relieve some of that Blue Monday stress because we are taking charge this year and we're going to have an understanding of how we can improve or reestablish your credit score. We're going to help you get to that happier feeling. Where do we start? Maybe you don't even know what a credit report even is, also known as Credit Bureau. That's okay. Think of it as your little black book. I don't, I don't think anyone under 35 even understands that reference of a little black book. I encourage you to Google what a little black book is if you don't know. But really, it's a snapshot of your relationships with your past and current debts and exists whether you are aware of it or not. Some are proud of their little black book and some would rather bury it. So do you feel the same about your credit report? Are you embarrassed by it? Do you, do you even know what is affecting it? Or what does the credit report even mean to the lender or to you? So let's start with what is on your report. Here is a little synopsis of what is on your report. Number one, your personal information. Information like your name, usually a partially blocked SIN number, your date of birth, a current and previous address, uh, current and previous employers, all that kind of information. Number two, obviously your debt information. This is a list of debts, including those you are still paying off, those that are paid off. Every six to seven years, your old debts no longer factor into your score, however, but they may still appear on your report. Within the debt section, you will see how much you borrowed initially, how much is still owing, the number of times you were 30, 60, or 90 days late, if any at all, as well as your repayment amount of all those fun things listed above. Number three, collections amounts. If you have ever defaulted on your debts, meaning if you have failed to fulfill the payment obligation set and you had something fall into collections, it should show under this section of the report. If you have something in collections, it means that the debt is outstanding and grossly overdue. So it usually takes 90 days or more for your lender to write off a debt and send it to a collections agency to try to recoup the funds, which is when it will be reported under the collections portion of your bureau. Now you will know if your debt has fallen in collections, they will call you, they will send you mail. They pretty much put an APB out on you. Okay. Okay, I'm just joking. The last one is not actually a thing. But my point is you will have ample time and you will know you are going into this situation before it gets to that point. So my lesson here is don't let it get to that point. Answer the calls, answer the mails, figure the situation out. Number four, credit inquiries to the file is always a point of contention. There is a lot of misinformation around this one. I hear it all the time. No, don't check it. You're going to ding me. Oh, what does that even mean? So here's a way to understand it. There are two different types of inquiries that could hit your bureau. They are as follows, a hard inquiry and a soft inquiry. And there is a difference between the two. A hard inquiry is what can, can, you hear me? Can count against your score. So a hard inquiry is essentially as a result of you actively seeking credit. If you apply for things like a credit card, a loan, or a line of credit, even a cell phone, you typically tick a box and agree to having your credit check performed. That is what will appear on your credit report as a hard inquiry and affect your score. Now, a soft inquiry, different from a hard inquiry, does not count against your score, but it will still appear on your report. 
These type of inquiries are when you seek your own credit bureau or a company checking your credit as part of a background check. This could be your credit card company checking in to see if they want to offer you more money, like a credit increase. You know, when you get those calls or letters saying, hey, you are so stellar, Mr. Smith. We are going to increase your limit by 10000 That is what constitutes a soft inquiry. You personally could check your report as often as you would like, and it will not affect your score. Now, this is my lesson to you. And at this point, I'm going to encourage all of you, all of you listening, go check your score. I am going to tell you a true story. And every single time I host a workshop and get to this topic, so I do apologize if you have sat through a workshop of mine, you're going to hear the story again. But if you are new here and you've never sat through a workshop, listen up. So many, many years ago, let's call them my peak millennial days. I was that girl. I wore the Ugg boots, the denim skirts, the layered tanks, and the belt over my tank tops. I had the tiny, little tiny purse. And in that tiny purse, I had, yes, I had a Blackberry Pearl. Now, some of you may not even know what that is, but it was the cool cell phone to have where we could BBM our friends, but you may have needed a magnifying glass to read your messages. Anyways, we have clearly come a long way. Well, I was with a certain phone company and they were not cool enough to carry the first iPhone in Canada, but said company was purchased by a bigger company that did carry the iPhone. So naturally, I wanted the iPhone because no shade to BlackBerry, but I made the switch and I have not looked back. Anywho, I made the switch. They let me because I broke my contract. They waived the fee. Now that's in air quotes, okay? They waived the fee. Well, I went on my merry way, living up life, my new iPhone, and two and a half years went by and I traded that denim skirt and Uggs for corporate attire and I applied for a job at, you guessed it, Tandia. Well, everything went well. The interview was great. They called me back and they say, hey, we really want to hire you but there's an item on your credit bureau that we need to review. You have a collection item for $535 from, insert said cell phone company. Needless to say, I do what every 20-something adult woman does, and I went into pure panic mode. That my life was over, I was never going to be hired anywhere. Rest assured, that panic was totally unnecessary. Uh, maybe a little bit over dramatic, but I was just simply able to fax. Yes, fax. Who remembers doing that? My current cell phone bill to show that I had no collection item. And I think it's pretty clear I got the job, so don't stress. But this pure panic then turned me into Sherlock Holmes and I went into the investigation of where this item came from. Three days three days on the phone, back and forth, explaining my story 780 times to 780 different people transferred here and there, I had come to the conclusion it was identity theft because nobody could find where this outstanding balance was. Then along came Timmy. That was 100% not his name, but this rep saved the day. So it just feels appropriate to give him the name. Anyways, he realized that there had been a paperwork error. And I quote, switched cell phone companies, but didn't really switch because it was essentially the same company. 
Anyways, someone along the way had charged me the cancellation fee, realized they were not supposed to, took it off my bill, but I guess not on another part of their system, and it was being reported to the credit bureau for two years, and I had no idea. So it obviously went into collections. So remember my point about collection items and how they will call you and flag you? Um, They will, unless there's a paperwork error somewhere. And this is why you need to be your own advocate. And it is important for you to check what's on your own report periodically because you don't know if something has happened. Maybe there was a paperwork error. Maybe that credit card you opened at the Jays game for the free t-shirt, maybe it's still has a small balance on it. Maybe it's open and you thought it was closed. There are so many good reasons for you to know what's on your credit bureau. Now we have extensively gone through what's on your report. I do feel obligated to tell you what is not on your report. If you are worried or concerned companies having access to all your information, please rest assured they are not tapping your phone lines. They cannot see anything other than your credit history. They don't see your savings. They don't see your income or anything else other than what you owe. I would imagine now all this talk about credit bureaus, you're thinking the scoring system. You've heard of it, the scoring system. Cue the pandemonium. This is what people always have questions about. We are going to get down to the numbers, guys. Your credit report has a credit score attached to it. This score can range from 300 to 900. While this is a type of score where the higher the better, don't fret if it's not. Only 5% of Canadians actually have a score uh, over 850. And the actual score, the actual number does not really matter, but rather the range of the number. So if you have a score of 790 or 859, you are not looked at any different. You still fall within the 790 to 860 range. Now, I'm not going to go through every single range, but essentially your range of numbers puts you into different categories. Now, you're either poor, fair, good, or excellent. And the higher your category and score, the higher the chances you will be approved for more credit. Now, don't get too carried away on your high horse just because you have a score of 860 does not grant you automatic approvals. Lenders look at many different aspects when it comes to improving new credit. They look at aspects such as how much credit you currently have, your affordability. You could have excellent credit, but no income, therefore no capability to repay that loan request. So many factors go into it. I could do a whole podcast just on that. Maybe that's a good idea. Note to self. So I think all this information, you know, chatter about high scores and great credit and collection items, I don't think I'm really doing my job of making you feel better. I may have just stressed you out a little bit more. So we're going to skip to the good part. No, anyone else see that TikTok trend? Anyways, don't be discouraged if your credit is nowhere you think or hope for it to be. Um, There are some steps here that we can talk about to take that improve your score and get you a little less stressed about it. We're gonna skip to the good part. Can we skip to the good part? (laughs) Anyways, these steps should help improve your score and credit bureau within six months to a year. So here we go. Number one, make your bill payments on time every time. We have mentioned many times before in many other episodes, automate, 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 set an automatic payment on your pay cycles of your minimum payments towards your obligations so that you do not have to worry about it being recorded as a late payment. Avoid 
collections. Now, I hope we've all learned from my story that there could be something outstanding that you're not even sure about. So review your credit bureau and work out any collection items you may currently have. I do have to say that as a like side note here, uh, once I realized the paperwork error, the cell phone company was able to contact the credit bureau and have it removed. And it significantly changed my rating and score overnight because it was an error. So please go look and see if there are any errors and resolve those so that your your score could improve for you. What if I didn't apply for the job of Tandia? What if I went to go apply for a car loan or a mortgage? I wouldn't have never known that collection item was on my bureau. So please learn from my mishaps. Keep your credit account balance as low as possible. Now, what I mean by this is don't always hover at, at the balance limit that is affecting your score over time. You should strive to keep your credit utilization within 50% of your available balance. So if you have a credit card with a limit of 2000 but you're always at a balance of like $1,980, then this will have an impact on your score. So start working towards getting that balance lower and keeping it lower within a 50% or lower of your balance, of your limits. If you are in the process of potentially disputing something with a creditor, maybe a cell phone bill, a credit card, a loan, something that's causing an issue and you're arguing back with these creditors, uh, continue to make your minimum payments. Once you've resolved the dispute, then you can start the process of getting your money back, but at least it's not hurting you any further in the moment. If you have an account that you've had for a long time, keep it open. It helps your score and don't close it. Use it periodically to help keep your score in the higher ranges because it is, it is based on your longevity and your long, long time credit history. So try to keep that one open. Sometimes having too much credit available, even if all your balances are low, can also lower your score and or hinder you from seeking any new credit. Example, you want to buy a boat and you have five credit cards open, but you only have a balance on one. Well, the lender ultimately needs to account for a payment on each credit source available to you because in theory, you could go out tomorrow and use up all that credit. So we need to make sure that we are accounting for those potential situations when seeking new credit. So if you don't need all that credit open, try to close some of those open credit sources. At the end of the day, please don't be afraid of credit. Don't avoid it altogether because you do need it to build your score and a credit history for future needs that may arise. So just manage it properly and seek help if you need it. Just like everything else we've discussed, things don't happen overnight. You don't work out once and lose all the weight. I mean, it would be nice, but that's really not how life works. So one wrong move or one right move is not going to make drastic changes. The The point is to keep it consistent and make your payments on time, even if it's just the minimum ones, and you will start to see changes and improvement to your credit bureau. If you are feeling overwhelmed or you feel like you cannot tackle this on your own, please, please, please seek out your banking BFF. They will help you through this and point you to the organizations that can help you rebuild your credit history brick by brick. One of my favorite Peloton instructors says after every ride, yes, I have mentioned before I am part of the Peloton cult and proud of every moment of it, but she says all the time, they can knock you down, but never let them knock you out. So this is your chance, your year to make some changes. Turn that frown upside down today and start the process. We believe in the power of financial literacy and how by having an understanding of your financial picture, helps to empower you to make better financial decisions and have a positive relationship with money. We want you to recognize your worth 
and help you to enjoy life to its fullest and have the experiences you've always wanted to do. We are here for you. We encourage you to get in touch at any time, whether it's with a question about our business or a comment on how we might be able to answer your burning financial questions. After all, at Tandia, your voice is the most important one. Thank you so much for tuning in and hope you have found value through this podcast. We are on all social channels, so please snap a photo of this podcast, tag us and share on your channels so we can help get the word out. You can always connect with us at Tandia.com and we will be sure to list any other ways you can get in touch in our show notes. Catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you.